Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Look, you know, she she knows it's just part of our our marriage is that there's an openness to other directors being involved. That's just, you know, she knows. Uh, so anyhow. Does he push her butt? <laughs> her butt or my butt? I don't know. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Hi. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins <laughs> universe as well. What happened? Danae just leaned forward to look at something in her headphones. <laughs> just, like, just like slammed into the microphone. <laughs> Sorry about that. Nice. No. Hey, listen. It is what it is. Warts and all. <laughs> Warts? I, that's the phrase, right? Warts and all? I don't know that I phrase. Think so. You've never heard the phrase warts and all? No. The idea that some, you know, you accept something warts and all. You accept it no matter what it looks. Can you talk about being sex? Me- no. What? Okay. No. I didn't say genital <laughs> warts and all. Sex. Genital well, warts and all. Technically, that's a type of warts. <laughs> oh, I had sex with her warts and all. <laughs> And I accepted her warts and all. Wow. I was like, was like wow, five that's seconds deep. for this to get off the rails. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, welcome, guys. You know what podcast you're listening to? An inappropriate one. You should probably not have any oh, children in the vehicle. Oh, my goodness. Or if you do, be prepared to explain STDs. Um, yeah, I like when my daughter asks if she can listen to my podcast, and I'm like, no. Nope. Nope. No, you cannot. No. Nope. Someday when you're older. You must be 35 before you start <laughs> listening to this podcast. And I, and it's like, you know, A, it's a little inappropriate, and B, I don't want you to lose respect for me. Yes, so. exactly. Uh, I, I totally get that. Uh, it is when this uh, when you're listening to this, we are either right in the midst of Sin Week or it has just happened, depending on how quick you get to this podcast. But uh, man, what a week. Yeah, this is going to be a very different week for all of us. Although you guys did this last year. Yeah. Was yeah. last year the first Sin Week ever? It sure was. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been working behind the scenes for a, a while now. I mean, you plan- could even say behind the scenes. <laughs> Not only to get extra scripts in and extra content for Sin Week, where we release a a video every single day for our members. Um, And for the public, I think it's still regular posting. It's only for members, right? Yeah, The extra videos? Yeah, the extra videos are just for members. The extra videos are only for members. Mm -hmm. There'll still be two videos for everybody. And then on top of that, there has also been planning for everyone converging in Nashville. So, you know, planning the event itself. And Aaron's been doing a great job. So let's just... That's why I brought it up. 
Congratulations, Aaron. <laughs> You're doing great. That's why I brought it up. Thank you. And I the whole team, that. everyone who's been working both at Maiden and, and here in the CinemaSin side of things. So yeah, we've been we've been preparing for this for a long time, and now it's time. Now it's go time. Yeah, it, it takes a village. It takes an M Nights the village for sure to get to get stuff done. Is that what's gonna happen? Because I will kill someone. <laughs> you probably would. Uh, so if, by the time if we you... showed the village, what? <laughs> no, if I was suddenly in the movie The Village. I'd be killing people. I, yeah. would, I, would, I would lose my mind. Yeah, don't, don't be putting that's, on the, the red uh, robe in front of Danae. That's dark. Hey, listen, really dark. If, if it's if it's my life or your life and you're attacking me, <laughs> it's just be prepared why, would I, why am to I meet your maker. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, they Maybe weren't I'm attacking. just trying to give you some bread. Yeah, we're just, just trying to you know scare you straight. <laughs> Nobody's trying to attack you. I'm pretty sure someone tries to kill someone at the end. There's a blind girl. She's running through. The, there's a scary thing. Uh-huh. He dies. Yeah, the scary thing dies. Yeah, that, that's the village right there in a nutshell. <laughs> and all. There's a wall. Danae sums up the Someone village. Someone needs some penicillin. I don't know. There's a security guard. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anyhow, as you're hearing this, uh, you've already been privy probably to the uh, game night video that's only for members and the Avengers. Uh, 2020. Redo, yeah, the 2020 version of uh, Sending the Avengers, which I know a lot of people are excited about. And then we've got uh, Pokemon uh, coming out and uh, Love Actually, which are which are videos we're very excited about because can they've we, been sitting a while waiting. Talk about that one's not coming out till tomorrow when this show releases. Yeah, when it releases, sure. But I mean, people know what they are. We've oh. already announced what the members right, videos of course, are. Yes, I'm paying attention so. to that, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But the movie that's releasing today, the day that the podcast comes out, can we say what that one is or would you have to wait? Um, no. You mean the CinemaSins video yeah. for everybody? Yeah. Have um, to wait, probably. Can't talk about that one. Yeah, probably should wait on that. We'll talk about all of them uh, on a live panel during Sin Week. And then you'll be hearing from all six of us and questions from the audience mm-hmm. on next week's episode. And that is the other reason I wanted to bring it up because next week's Behind the Sins will feel a little bit different. It'll be a live situation. There'll be live interaction. All six of the Sins team will be participating. You'll yeah. finally hear from Jeremy. <laughs> he does exist. Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. His first time on the show we're will be live. We tricked him into being on an episode. <laughs> well, that's right. We finally made it happen. We actually just... he'll, he'll, like, he'll, he'll pull a sick day. Uh-huh. Like, oh. Yeah. Guys, COVID-19. I'm sorry. I gotta go. (laughs) Gotta go. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're really excited about it, but wanted to kind of give you a heads up on that and just tell you, man, it's, this is, this is a fun time of year to be in the sins universe, uh, for and sure. And is going to describe in detail lady in the water. It's going to be really <laughs> exciting. Oh my God. I know this one so well. All right, guys, there's a pool. <laughs> there is a pool. Good job. So far, so good. There's a, I don't even honestly remember what happens in it. So I'm going to believe you. There's a guy who clearly masturbates too much with one arm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's. Uh, an apartment complex yes and some yep. shiny objects yes and a scary grass gremlin uh-huh yeah <laughs> the end very nicely done bravo okay so now that i did it this week you're gonna have to come up with one that i do next week <laughs> so um i'm trying to re- you were on the lady in the water uh commentary we did weren't you yes so i'm pretty sure friend oh, the- that's funny I, how would i have known that no nope, <laughs> friend of the show uh josh childs uh which is one of jeremy and i's college buddies that we talk about in the show sometimes shout out to josh uh josh Danae and i did a full lady in the water commentary because I was kind of in the middle, and Danae loves it, and Josh hates it, and so we kind of all talked about it during during the whole movie. So that's available on YouTube, actually. You have to load up the movie yourself. And, yeah, watch it along and with us. And watch it along with us. But yeah. It's super interesting that that is the movie Danae loves. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, 
I, well, I mean, I, I remember liking it fine. Mm-hmm. I've only seen it one time. I saw it in the theater when it came out, but a lot of people don't like that movie, so it's just kind of funny. Yeah. That, of like, course it's like, I like it. It's like Lord of the Rings, Lady <laughs> in the Water. Yes. So that's, that's all I got for you. <laughs> yep. That's Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. There you go. <laughs> anything, yeah, Dark Crystal. Anything with like fantasy. Uh, yeah, I do like, but I, I, I'm a, more on the book side than the movie side. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah I hope you appreciated that sin then. I... Can't wait to talk about it. All right. that cool. That's a good transition okay, right okay, there. Okay. Let's get into the Sinside <laughs> Scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week. Uh, talk about the process of sending them. How we felt about the content we're sending in general. Always kick it off with TV Sins. And it finally happened. We got to do some sins on a reality television show. Uh, we fired up the very first episode of Survivor entitled The Marooning, uh, which was season one of Survivor. This was a Dicer Hughes script today, and I wrote on this. Um, and my God, is this show dated? <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I, we did like Star Trek, the original series. Mm-hmm. I think this is more dated. <laughs> It's funny to go back 20 years like that and, you know, think of... Well, and even if you watch, like, even if you just watch a couple seasons after this, it's so different. Yeah, it gets better real fast. Are you talking about just, like, the pacing of a show? Well, they, I think they really, and we talk about this in the Sins video, they really thought they were kind of doing more of, like, a docu-series that had, like, game elements in it. Yeah. And so there's this narration that's kind of a little self-serious. They're, during the challenges, they're putting up, like... Mm-hmm. You know, such and such leading as if we can't see it with our, you know, like they're, mm-hmm. it's overproduced <laughs> in some ways. Um, so they're not doing that anymore. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, that's good. Th- this has really become one of the best edited, best produced shows on TV. Some of the stuff they're doing now is yeah. just, it's really good. I think we should probably start uh, start off at the beginning by saying that you are a big Survivor huge fan. Huge fan. Yes, huge fan. Which I think really helped this script a lot because you were able to put in quite a lot of information in the sins that sort of gave a nod to how much you know about it. Like the music, choosing the cast, the animals, you know, not really being a threat, the land not being a threat, Mm -hmm. the whole launch of the reality TV kind of genre. Like you were really uh, able to put all of that in the script. I didn't do any of that. That was all you. You named the monkey, didn't you, Danae? I did name the monkey. (laughs) Okay. I I mean, that was the one sin. I'm like, Danae did that. They did such a great job, and it made me happy because I didn't know if Aaron would like keep all your sins out because it was like his show. Was, like, no. no, no, that was great. I loved that, uh, Mister Blur Girl for Blur Girl for whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. That was yep. good stuff. he put the name up there. Yeah, <laughs> and they even did like it looked like they did like the same. I font. know they did so good. Yeah, they did so good. Kudos to the editors. Uh, so, what is your experience with the show? You said you've watched at least one episode of this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you? How many have you watched in the past? Just we, uh, my husband and I watched one uh, season. I don't even remember what season it was. But it was like longer. a few years ago, or yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's been probably. I'm going to say in the last five years we watched it, but I hadn't watched it at all beforehand. And then since watching the first episode, I haven't watched any more. Winners at War, yeah, yeah. So there's something about it that I just. The, like I like I talked about before, the yeah. drama of it is just, it's kind of hard for me to be excited to go back and watch the drama. I like to eliminate drama from my life. So yeah. seeing it as entertainment is difficult for me. But watching... I'm really curious how you do that. Please let me know. <laughs> well, you don't talk to a lot ears. of people. 
<laughs> I'm warts and all. Warts and all. Um, but watching the first one, it felt sort of like a time capsule in a way. Yeah. And I, I kind of enjoyed that. I was nervous about what we would be able to sin because it's a different, it's a totally different thing. Yeah. It's not someone who wrote it. It's somebody who chose to edit it. Edit it. Yeah. The writing is the editing. The editing is the writing, I should say. Yeah. So Uh, there are some people who say that it's scripted, but I don't know if the first one really could be to a certain degree since it was so experimental. Yeah. But there are certainly things that confused me. Like for example, BB's wood planks. Mm -hmm. I'm very confused how he managed to have all of those wood planks. Planks. They must have come out. They must have gotten them on the raft somehow. I mean, but if you look at the footage, yeah. there's not like gigantic bundles of unified wood planks. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, well, did they find like a hut and they just took the hut down? And then I, it, that really no. bothers me. Yeah. And also her ukulele really bothers me too, because that means that it was like in her pack. Yeah, when they started, so, and we didn't really touch on this, but when they started, they were all allowed to bring what they, was called an, a luxury item. So they each got to pick one thing that would be waiting on the island oh, for them. Oh, I see. As their kind so of thing. So BB chose wood dumb, planks. Dumb thing to bring. <laughs> yeah. BB <laughs> yes. chose wood planks. Of course, yes. Uh, and she chose a ukulele. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I, I was actually kind of happy to be able to find some things to send. It was difficult for me at times, but I just kept watching it until it kind of came through. I'm ex- I'm super excited to tell your story of you watching this for the first time and texting me. That's going to be really yeah. fun, I think, for people to hear. But yeah. Jonathan, I did want to hear kind of your experience with the show. How much have you watched? I, watched? I watched the first two seasons when they were on. I think I watched at least part of the third season when it was on. And then like I, w- I watched it a few other seasons sporadically. I'm pretty sure I saw the one with Boston Rob. Was that Marcakis? Marcakis, yeah. It's one and of my favorite I know seasons. I watch, oh, Marquesas, idiot. And then I know I watched, um, I'm the idiot. I'm not calling you an idiot. <laughs> That's fine, you can. <laughs> and, and then I watched, uh, I know I watched the first, or maybe the only all-star one, which that one actually wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, but I was mostly going back and watching this, This and you guys did awesome on this. I didn't know how this was going to turn out. It, and this was like one of those, even though I wasn't on the edit or anything, um, I immediately went and watched it as soon as it was available to review because I was just so curious and you guys did awesome. I was shocked at like, even though he's like just one of probably the biggest assholes in the history of anything, uh, Richard, that dude just came to play immediately. Yeah. He understood. Like, I was just shocked at how well he knew what to do. Like all- he knew how to play the game already. And then he even makes that comment. I've already written the check. Yeah. It's one and of you're those. You're just like, yeah, I guess you did. <laughs> it, it's one of those crazy things looking back and you, you could experience it as you're watching the season, but yeah. nobody else there understood what was going on they thought they were at summer camp like every last one of them like was just having an experience and then the voting was like they all had their you know kind of reasons and at one point i think later in the first season one of them uh literally draws a card to pick who they're going to vote out you know that kind of thing like just leaving it up to chance and richard arrived on the island understanding what the concept of the game was in that it was be social be you know understand people but also voting alliances all like there was a thing in the first season where alliances were looked at as unethical like it was like how Mm -hmm. dare you vote with other people like that's cheating and it's like Mm -hmm. no that's that's the game, you know, and only Richard understood that. So this is probably a good time today for you to kind of uh, relive your experience watching this for the first time. I wonder if I should pull up my texts to you. But essentially what was going on is there's this moment when he first kind of appears to you and he's like he's 
in a tree mm-hmm. like a monkey looking down upon the the plebeians below and he's talking down and the first thing i thought was he's like before we talk let's talk about how we're gonna talk <laughs> and the first thing i did is actually i don't i hope this is okay to share because it's gonna this come is fine this is fine i i texted aaron and i was like um this kind of reminds me of you a little bit <laughs> Because Aaron is one of those people who we might have a lot of stuff to do, but the first thing he wants to do is talk about how we're going to do all those things. And so, uh-huh. and I'm the kind of person that wants to jump in and start doing. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I, but Aaron's going to pay his taxes and not walk around <laughs> naked. And... Uh, first one for sure. Second one, not sure. Not sure. Well, I mean, if people said they didn't want you, to, of course, sure yes, you would yes, lie. of course. So uh, that is generally why I wear clothes every day because people <laughs> ask me to. So then I hit play again and I'm watching some more and I'm just like, man, I'm 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 free texting Aaron at this point. I'm like, this guy is such a dick, blah blah blah. And then he <laughs> says that he's going to cash the check, and I'm like, what a pompous ass, and blah blah. And I'm writing sins about you know. I think the sin you told me you wrote as soon as he said, uh, you know, I've already got the che- uh, check written. Uh, the sin you wrote was okay, sweetheart. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, sweetie. Uh huh. You you do you, sweetheart. That's right. And then. And something kind of pinged the back of my head, like in like, you know, yeah, some, some, sometimes you have those instincts that there's just something weird that you need to go check out. And mine was to do a quick Google search for who won season one <laughs> of Survivor, which resulted in me freaking out and sending message after message to Aaron like, no, no way. This guy wins. He wins. And I was just, it blew my mind. It and then, blew my mind. Well, and then he came back on All Stars and lasted a while. Yeah, he didn't do too bad. Um, like, I mean, he didn't get close to winning, but he was probably like halfway through it or something. Yeah. I, I was he, shocked. He's never been back, right? No, he's he's played twice, I think. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it w- it was just kind of a crazy thing. Obviously, he realized that his intensity, because he even says in the show, I don't think we air it in our sins video, but he says like if if people are finding Rudy rude, mm-hmm. they they're gonna hate me. So I got to change up my strategy here. And you're right. He was he the did. only person that was really strategic. And how he was talking. Um, and I just find that fascinating because he super was rubbing me the wrong way. Oh, of course. And the way he was talking down to everyone. Yes. Uh, I don't know. It was a, it, that just blows my mind. Yeah. And the way uh-huh. they progressed that storyline through the season was kind of genius. I remember the mm-hmm. um, the night the finale aired, uh, I re- recorded it. My family was over, my mom and dad, and we were playing cards uh, while it was recording. And we had a Tigers game on TV because I thought that's the safest thing to have on TV where I'm not going to be spoiled of the winner. So right in the middle of the Detroit Tigers game, the announcer says, can you believe that Richard Hatch guy won Survivor? <laughs> Well, that was like so huge. I mean, remember, they they premiered the second season pilot premiere after the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, it was it was a huge hit for sure. Well, Well, what's interesting to me, I still remember that final episode, too, where it got down to the three of them. It was I don't remember their names. It was the older woman and the younger woman and him. Oh, it was Kelly, uh, uh, Sue and Richard were the final three. And and he got Kelly to keep him there. Uh, Sue, I think. Um, oh, was no, it was Sue, th- the older one? Yes. No, you're right. Yes, he got Kelly. Yeah. Yes, he, he got, got Kelly, Kelly to vote out Sue. Yeah, he yeah. got he got everybody to vote for him to win, even though he had completely dicked over everyone. Yep. Well, in 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 Sue makes that spectacular final speech 
about oh, her vote on you um where it was like on fire is I'm, that what you're talking about no, well yeah she i mean she said some very mean things to kelly because she felt betrayed yeah. by kelly and she was like i'm on an island with a rat and a snake and i'm i'm gonna vote for the snake because at least the snake <laughs> tells me that he's coming for me and you know the rat it's is crazy. going behind my back so crazy yeah. i um, yeah she did say something along the lines of like if you were on the side of the road on fire i wouldn't piss on you now she did yeah. apologize to her Have yeah. you, did you ever listen to the commentaries no. So there's a commentary on the the DVD set that um and it was uh Probst and Richard and I think Kelly? Ru- Rudy Oh, was maybe? Rudy? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, it wasn't Rudy. It was uh, someone else that was on the uh the opposite team. Um anyhow, anyhow, I I wanted to listen to that just to see kind of what the vibe was and hear a little bit of it. And I did uh, create a sin kind of from a conversation that happened, which was um, when they were editing back that moment with Richard on the tree was when they realized they had something. And then they all just kept watching it over and over and over again going, this is good, right? Like, this is good because it had Mm -hmm. never been done before. And so they were kind of pumping themselves up going, this is fascinating to watch, right? Like People are going to love this, right? I mean, this. let's watch it again. And so they would just watch it over and over again with with him kind of becoming that golden drama llama. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I think Probst doesn't get enough credit. Oh, he's great. I think he did great. He might be the best host I mean, what a he, ever. he kind of is uh, dogging himself in the comments, like, look how young yeah. I was and stupid. And I thought that I knew what it was going on. But I liked his vibe. I think his he he, he has to he, he carries the, it. He knows the questions to ask. Yeah. See, that's my thing. He is, he is so great at tribal council. Like he knows exactly yeah. how to direct things. He's mm-hmm. I, I think he is, uh, if not the best reality show host ever, he's certainly in the you know the top I like, three. Yeah, he's in there. I mean, he's, Him? I don't know. Who, who else you going to put in there? Like Bergeron? Cat I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would put Cat Dealey in there from so you think you can dance she's she's incredible great she's so good at like keeping things flowing keeping Mm -hmm. it interesting and fun um but anyways no Nick Jonas you're not putting Nick Jonas (laughs) um I'm not Nick Jonas I'm sorry I didn't mean Nick Jonas I meant Nick Nick Cannon oh Um, well Nick Jonas is on the voice now I guess he counts Um, who's the guy um, who's the guy in news now that hosted the first season of um uh do you remember the mole do you remember the mole? I remember it coming yeah, was out. Was that but... Chris Hansen? No, 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 no. Um, he's totally a famous newscaster now, and I'm totally uh-huh. blanking on his name. But he was great as host of the mole. No, I watched the I watched that season of the mole. Yeah. So anyhow, and it's nice to get a little uh, sidetracked there by reality show hosts. Yeah. But uh, sorry. Uh, well, and Probes is also. I was going to say he's very. Oh, it's Anderson Cooper. Yes, Anderson Cooper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sudden baby prose was one of the sins that I really liked, by yeah. the way, because uh, and and having not watched a lot of the Survivor and seeing like a newer Survivor and then going back to baby probes, that was well, and it was and it was sudden, also sudden and un- an expositional baby prose, but <laughs> yeah, which is hard to say. <laughs> it was but he's really honest in interviews too. He'll tell you like who he likes on the show, who has played the game well, yeah. who has played it really shady. He'll be very honest, um, which is also refreshing. Yeah, I really could talk about Survivor forever. Yeah. We should probably get into. Even even some specific sins that maybe you'd like. What do you think, Jonathan? Anything you wanted to bring out that we haven't talked uh, about? Oh, the celebrity of the, so the the Donald Trump sin was great. At least that's the only way politics and reality TV yeah. will ever cross paths. Well, yeah. Richard was on uh, Celebrity Apprentice. Yes, he was. He did do but, it. But, but famously couldn't be at the uh, final live taping because he was in jail again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably should pay uh, your taxes. Why, why listen to someone who has been trained to be a Navy SEAL is <laughs> insane. 
that they just did not listen to Rudy. Oh, that drove me crazy. Rudy's the best. Oh, I love he Rudy really, so I didn't much. Know, well, I mean, I guess it makes sense he's passed away because he was pretty old then, but yeah, I, I didn't know that. I loved when he uh, was like, uh, I don't even know what MTV is. Yeah, that was another one I had written down. <laughs> yeah, that was such a good, uh, that was a good sin that was, you wrote. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good, okay, they don't know either. Yeah, good news, Rudy. Neither does MTV. <laughs> the Sins of Spoken was out. It was a great way to end it. And um, I don't know why this one just caught me completely off guard and just I was dying was that is far too many ants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on! That was so like many. Movie. That was crazy amount was of, a ants. Lot of ants for sure. Um, <laughs> oh, and then them putting the money in front of them, like the World Series of Poker, was a great <laughs> thing to notice. Uh, I loved the that I got to finally have Jeremy bust out in a DC talk rhyme. Uh, that that made, got some love in the comments. That made me very happy. Uh, so yeah, I was I was glad to do that. Um, and then the other one I wanted to mention was the scene does not contain a fire dance. Uh, <laughs> Because it's kind of a play on a sin we no longer do. You know, scene does not uh, contain a lap dance because Mm -hmm. I never realized how sexual the process of like starting fire was like all the grinding and the thrusting and the fingering. Like, it's just (laughs) like, (laughs) okay. I creatively worked a lap dance in and recently in one I just wrote with uh, Barrett and I'm I'm, I'm very and he kept it in there. I'm very excited about it. Nice. Nice. Um, one of the ones I really wanted to bring attention to, I hope it doesn't steal somebody's um, comments, was from Dirk. Yeah. Did you guys, did any of you have a Dirk comment? No, Dirk I didn't comments? do the Dirk comment, but I know the one you're talking about. Hilariously, there's a sin about Dirk's dairy farm mm-hmm. and milking the teat of the cow. And there is a man uh, whose name is Dirk, who apparently is a farmer, a dairy farmer who left a comment um, and says, I feel specifically targeted because I'm Dirk. <laughs> I have a dairy farm, which has milking cows. And if you do over milk a cow, it does become sore. <laughs> And then just everyone going, get that back, get that bomb out, Dirk, and too much information and the not enough information. That's so just amazing. a hilarious, just synchronicity, totally random thing. I did some research after seeing that comment on where Dirk is now, like what, you know, like there you can find like where the different survivors, what they're doing now, that kind of thing. And he's just kind of living his life like most of them, you know, so that's so funny. Uh, the only other ones that I had mentioned that I really liked was actual footage of a TV Sin staff meeting, which was when <laughs> he, he was like, I'm not listening to you right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the reality TV making me miserable because humans are annoying. I really, <laughs> I really enjoyed yes. um, playing on that for the for the narrator. Real quick, though, whoever came up with that Richard Alpert's face on the Little Mermaid, um, that is pure nightmare fuel. <laughs> Um, that might be the scariest outtake. I think that's even worse than the mist. <laughs> I love that it you is uh, terrifying. It, it, it is. I love that you said Richard Alpert instead of Richard Hatch. Uh, oh crap! As Richard Hatch. Who's Richard Alpert? He's from Lost. He's the guy oh, that yeah. never aged on Lost. <laughs> oh yeah! Totally forgot about so that. That's perfect. That's a perfect that's so reference funny. either way. So uh, that was a fun one. I, I do also like that in the comments there were many requests to do more live. <laughs> TV of various kinds. Yeah. So I do wonder if we'll venture into things like Bachelorette or something. I don't know. I hope not. I kind of hope not, to be honest. This, I mean, this proved that we could do it. I mean, I think there's still some we probably couldn't do. I I don't know how we would do like American Idol or something. I guess we could. Oh, we We totally. Are you kidding me? Do you know how hard I would send that thing where they're like, and the winner (laughs) is after the break like oh my god that's a million sins right there <laughs> talk about nothing against seacrest but talk about someone that's not probably as good of a host as people think he eh, is seacrest but... is good he's good no, though he's fine he's fine he's fine 
All uh, right, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on to The Walking Dead. Too far gone. This was a Dicer Watkinson script. Well, uh, that was fun to talk about. Let's move on. <laughs> You're not ready to do more Walking Dead episodes? <laughs> you guys, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing some Walking Dead episodes because the new season is here, which apparently the show is still on the air, which uh, I'm... And not going anywhere, according to yeah. Walking Dead people. It's and, and uh, going to be on for a while. And uh, like spinoff movies are coming with Rick in them. And it's interesting to go back to these uh, old episodes. And yeah. I kind of am starting to remember things i liked about watching the walking dead like too far gone is is an interesting episode because it really to me shows um how how great a job they did at making you care about these characters Mm -hmm. you know the deaths really meant something and so yeah i just it's kind of fascinating for me to go back to these i loved this episode this was an episode that actually got me back into the show for a minute yeah um, I remember that very well. Now, this was like, I think, a mid-season finale. And I'm pretty sure whatever they, the next episode, I don't think is very good, uh, which is per per usual with The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but so going back and watching this was interesting. It was kind of like you probably with Crawl Space, with Breaking Bad. There were definitely things that did not work in this episode. But I did the moments, especially towards the end when the governor really becomes a bad guy. Yeah which he had not done the whole time he had been on there. They had, I mean, as someone who had read the comics, I feel like they really did a bad job with his character. Yeah. Um, but that was like, that was the fucking governor, you know, there at the end of that episode. Right. And, um, and then the thing with Herschel and like, that was actually a meaningful death and it, you know, it, it hit your heartstrings and yeah. Um, just the battle itself was pretty interesting, but, uh, but there, there's still a lot of crap in this that was really hard to get through and was very easy to send. Uh, now Danae has refused to watch any of the walking dead. You know, uh, at, Sims at, videos. at this point, it's just like, <laughs> I might as well just keep the streak going. You know, I'm sure I could look at it. No, you know, we just put a lot of hard work into it, but if you don't, you know, if you don't want to watch it and have any thoughts for us, then, you know, you don't have to. Well, I like that one sin. It was so good. <laughs> Uh, what was some of the stuff that you liked, uh, Jonathan? Um, Aaron really likes to mess with opening credits. I, I always, I always find that entertaining whenever he does an opening credits one. And this one you did where they were taunting us with Herschel's farm, <laughs> just for like two frames. Yeah, yeah. Uh, murder logic is hard. Um, <laughs> yeah. How the fuck would she find Tara? Was a really yes. Good one. Because that was just such a dumb thing. It was like, you go hide and I'll find you. I'm like, how is that going to work? Like, please show me that. <laughs> yeah, this show does that kind of stuff all the time. Um, we had that little bit of a running sin with Jeremy, like where it was like, or maybe I'm an asshole. Because mm-hmm. there were like, there were like, I just, I was watching this and I'm like, does the governor really have any leverage here? Like, because I mean, I would think that keeping that prison to themselves is a pretty big thing. <laughs> yeah. And you can't think that the governor is going to blow it up because he wants it too. Except apparently so he doesn't I just, care. I, was, I don't know. I mean, I guess they don't want Herschel and Michonne to die, but I'm still just sitting there thinking, I mean, two people versus saving all these lives. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it felt kind of weird to me. It felt kind of, it felt kind of less of a, a standoff than it really was. But then I added the, or maybe I'm an asshole in there just to, to be funny. No, that was and, great. Um, I don't know where the meanwhile on Downton Abbey's thing came to me, but um, I'm glad we kept it in because it's just one of those weird things to say. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, this will always be the choral episode to me. And I was yes. glad if you're, if you're ever going to do a choral uh, bonus round, uh, this, this is definitely the episode to do it on. And the music they use. 
news. Oh yeah, oh, old old so Mario funny. music, of course. Um, I also love that people just continue to get a kick out of the fact that we just casually call him Coral instead of Carl, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great running gag in these videos, which I enjoy. Uh, shouting Rick killed me when I was watching oh, it. Just anytime uh, he has to yell. His American accent goes away, and mm-hmm. so it's so funny to me, uh, and so I was glad we got a chance to send that as well. Um, well why would he even tell them that they had a council now? Like, I mean, it was yeah, it was dumb. <laughs> and then uh, this show, not just this episode, although there is one in this episode, but even as we're sending more, episode, uh, more episodes, uh, this show loves its, like, fake-outs. It loves mm. its interruptions. There are two in a row here, and we even sent it in the, the episode of, you know, like, explosions happening right when somebody's about to tell somebody something or mm-hmm. gunshots go off right, you know, when somebody's about to do something. Uh, it is such a crutch for this show uh, to hold information by doing interruption fake-outs, and it's just something I'm noticing more and more well, and more. Yeah, and we cut the one where there was one in there where Daryl looked like he was about to be attacked. Yeah. And we were just like, we, we know you're not going to kill Daryl. So this this is dumb. Yeah. Um, but it didn't really work editing wise in the video itself. So we, we, we took it out. We left yeah, that one no, out. I yeah. agree. There's a ton of that in this episode. Yeah. All in all, I'm, I'm glad we're doing some more Walking Dead. I mean, it does mm-hmm. get a little bit, uh, you know, if it feels a little bit like how many times can you say these zombies shouldn't be a threat? But what's amazing is apparently there are a bunch of different ways to say that because <laughs> mm-hmm. we keep coming up with new ones. So, yeah, it's fun. Times. Well, then we're going to do we're going to do one pretty soon where they it's insane, like how many zombies they take on with no issue. Right. Yeah. And but then like in other episodes, it's like one or two is a problem. Yeah. Well, even at the end of this one, there's a sin about how as for whatever reason, when the story needs it right at the end, the zombies aren't just they're just not interested in attacking the humans anymore. Like there's two <laughs> yeah, of them. That's just, a great one, too. There's yeah, two Carl. of them just hanging out in the background, just, you know, doing nothing. Even Carl just shot a weapon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. What's Danae doing right now? <laughs> uh, probably on Discord. Um, yeah, I mean, I was making my way there. I was thinking about tweeting something. Uh huh. Uh, I thought maybe it would be cool to like schedule a tweet uh, that had some links to it, but apparently you can only schedule tweets after you've been tweeting for a while. So our BTS can't tweet. So I'm I'm learning. I'm over here learning. Oh, nice. Educating myself. Yeah. So. I mean, did you guys want to talk about something? Or? <laughs> yes. In fact, we want to talk about Taylor Swift's The Man. Can we do that? Uh, yeah. Let's move on to music video sins. Uh, Taylor Swift doing The Man. Uh, well, not doing the man. No, she is the man. <laughs> She's being the man. Uh, Did you know it was her straight off? Well, I mean, yes. Okay. I mean, because I didn't experience this video, I guess, like most people would have. I mean, I, I like there was conversation about what the video that I read in our Slack before mm-hmm. I even saw the video. Oh, okay. So, so like, you knew. Did yeah. you know, Jonathan? About what? About her? Yeah, that it was her. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I as soon as Barrett brought up, it was he was doing. He was he said something to me about he was putting that in. Um, I went ahead and watched it. Yeah, uh, I it's, as soon as it dropped, I watched on. it. I watched it like when Taylor dropped the video first. It, I did not. I could not see her in that. Oh, no, it's a great costume for sure. It, it's unbelievable. The only time I really saw her was when she was with the little kid and she was smiling. It was 
def- like it was Taylor's oh. teeth, and it well, was. She has a very distinct smile. Yeah, I just I was like, oh, there she is in there a little bit. There you are, oh, there Peter. You are Peter. <laughs> I really loved her man is, spreading in the. Is it okay subway. though? Like I, I hate. I feel like I hold this against her, but like the thing about Taylor Swift, I used to love is that she was just such an interesting songwriter. I don't feel like she is anymore. Like I just think everything is so expected. Well, I think everything is just so it's so basic and it's kind of just hits you over the head. This is a great message, but I just feel like if she wrote this song like eight or nine years ago, which she probably couldn't have because this has a lot to do with her experience. But if she wrote the song eight or nine years ago, I think it would have been a lot more interesting. You know, I, I, I think there is something that happens with public figures, uh, pop culture specifically, where we just we you once you kind of experience something enough, you start mm-hmm. to see how it works and then it becomes less interesting to you. Uh, mm-hmm. We get that complain about what we do often you know the idea like you know the videos were better you know back then and now it's all the same and blah 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 it's like well no we're doing the same thing and in fact i think you know we continue to grow um but it's just it's kind of a natural human kind of thing when you've experienced something a lot that you know it kind of gets tiring to you that kind of thing so that's probably what also i can appreciate the fact that you know early on in her career she's writing songs essentially not to survive but she's trying to get a career going well and also you've got once you have money or i'm sorry go ahead also the the there is the idea of you spend an entire life writing your first album and then you have to write Mm -hmm. the second one within a year you know what i mean so there you know i think she's put an album out every two years so artists often uh, do have their best stuff to begin with because, you know, they've been prepping and practicing and yeah. you know, I think Taylor it. knows how to put a good song together because it's catchy mm-hmm. and she's probably learned some tricks it, of the trade and maybe can break out of that as time goes on. I, I don't know that every I know every song that she's written isn't one that's like for me, but she's one of those artists that more often than not. I really enjoy what I'm listening to. What about this one? Do you feel like this one was for you? Did you find yourself like cheering her on me? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Like, well, so sh- this is an interesting kind of moment um, in time, because if you know what's going on in this artist's life, you know what this song is about to such a personal degree. It's it's just an interesting thing. A lot of times like a song will come out and you're like, oh, who is she talking about? Or I wonder what this one's inspiration is. But this one, you know, this one's like, you know, exactly what's going on. If, if mm-hmm. you're if you're kind of up to date on is it about her music rights? The, is that? Is yeah. That, OK. Yeah. Well, there's even that reference. Kesha to Scooter. recently did a bunch of songs about that, too, about mm-hmm. her life. Yeah. And there's artists that are coming out mm-hmm. more and more about and uh, a lot of female artists. But this happens in artistry in general. I was actually talking about this on Discord with uh, my Discord friends last night. I went on and just started doing some audio chat. We started talking about this video and it kind of came up in there that there's male artists, female artists, really anyone. And the conversation about how labels and managers and everything kind of want a piece of the pie and where the artist stands in that and who owns that content is not something that I don't know that the public has been too interested in until recently when there's such a fan following and such an ability for a uh, a, a songwriter or a, a, a someone who's creating the music to have the conversation about rights to that music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's such a love for Taylor that um, I, I'm glad she's talking about it. I'm glad she's talking about that she doesn't have rights to her music and how she feels like she was betrayed. And I'm glad I'm gl- I think that anyone, whether you're public or not, should have the right to talk about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And there's more conversations, I feel, at least more public conversations happening that are hitting kind of more mainstream, at least. 
about artists who are losing like their rights to even release music. It's, it's a, crazy. It's a central moment in the the Little Women remake, uh, the or you know movie that came out. Uh, Greta Gerwig's. There's a central component of the authorship. You know, the author maintaining rights yeah. to her material. Like there's a. It's. A, I think it's really in the public consciousness right now. That idea. I know the the South Park guys uh, when Comedy Central was renegotiating with them and didn't want them to leave comedy central they were like what can we offer you and they're like how about um, give us the rights to our south park episodes and so they got those back and then they turned around and sold them for like 500 million dollars to mm-hmm. you know one of the streaming services and it's like they get you know they understood you know then that's theirs to do that with mm-hmm. so yeah artistic ownership is a really interesting it really thing. is and it comes up in podcasting too you know when anyone launches a new podcast and has like there's going to be two people mm-hmm. it's important to have that conversation who owns that audio and and what happens if half of you walks away does that mean that you don't have that anymore like you need to have those conversations and reading contracts and having contracts is really really important and i think that taylor um is just an example of a very uh talented person who has a very public voice and uh part of the conversation was even about is it annoying that she uses it to talk about politics or whatever and i just i don't think so i i like that she's bold i like watching what she does with her uh influence and with her perspective and even if a song like you're like you were talking about jonathan like even if it's like ah, this is feels a little basic like it feels a little rudimentary it feels a little bit paint by numbers uh i'm kind of okay with it to a certain degree regarding this song specifically i definitely can relate to it um but my experience with being a woman and working with men i don't have a i don't feel like i have as much to be annoyed by as someone like taylor Mm -hmm. who has so many voices telling her what to do with her career what to do with her songs Mm -hmm. and even have rights to it in the double standard there's two different Mm -hmm. conversations here i think the message and everything is great although i do i do wonder like how many 12 year old fans of hers are going to get that but that's fine the people that do get it are the ones that she did it for that's fine but i will say like if i was to make a taylor swift playlist this would not go on yeah and you know what i actually I think this is a very I, manufactured very just there's just there's nothing about this song musically that interests me i, I actually agree with you i don't know that this mm-hmm. would be one of my tops uh, right. i think shake it off would be up there though yeah i really like that <laughs> oh, song. hell yeah shake it off would be on there what are you talking about <laughs> that's amazing all right now it's time for too deep into the lyrics with uh aaron dicer um so <laughs> i have a question about this song and in, in the message because on the surface the message is about the double standard right it's about mm-hmm. the idea that if a man said this people would be high-fiving him. But if a woman says this, she gets called this or this, which obviously I totally agree with. But then the video, the man she's playing in the video that is almost like wish fulfillment, like there's an idea of this video that she wants to be the man. Right. But this guy's a jerk. Do you want to be Mm -hmm. that man? Like that's, I guess. I think she's playing up. Well, then there's a thing at the end of the video Mm -hmm. where it was all him acting. Right. So it wasn't actually like a person. It was a man that she hired to act mm-hmm. like the man. By the way, my wife was in the room uh, as I was watching this and that she like really popped up at that end part. She was like, oh, that was interesting because it does that double thing <laughs> where it it um, it's you know, like, hey, you were doing great over there on the yes, wall. You're doing good. Yeah. For and then just for the guy, the, it's like, could you just give it a little bit more? It, tr- the triggering for her was like, you know, could you just be more likable? Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> what? Like, I, did, honestly, she said, do people really tell Taylor that? That's awful. And it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, all the time, probably. Well, it even happens subtly in like as a out in life for me. A smile more kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Ugh, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Smile, sweetie. 
Uh, oh, the smile that oh, if somebody said that to my daughter while I was around them, I would smack the <laughs> shit out of them. I, I'm gonna have to be smacking a lot of people because my kid doesn't smile naturally anyway. <laughs> like she just has a yeah. nice fu face. Just she was born <laughs> like, with it. Not, I, I just that that's just I've I've heard that for many women. My wife, my sisters, my I've just heard that's like that is such a just annoying thing to hear. I guess to 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 bring it back to what I was saying, I guess I just feel like the video almost. Uh, contradicts is maybe too strong of a word but the idea of i i get that there's the inequality is the important part like the double standard is the important part for us to address but addressing the double standard isn't so that women can also be jerks like that's not the point right like it's that we can have the freedom to have equality is, mm-hmm. am, i i don't know i probably shouldn't be saying no, again i probably shouldn't I be saying it. any you're, of you're this because i'm a dude but shut up and, um, <laughs> well i like to not put what i'm saying is taylor needs to smile more that's all i'm oh saying oh my god okay i've got this french fries right here <laughs> you know i'm kidding i know you're kidding you know i'm kidding i did like that barrett did or i don't i don't i think actually was this one co-written barrett and chris uh, it might have been. I don't I, think so. I think this was just bare. I think the next couple, Chris is involved. Okay. Um, but this one had the million sins for that kind of very thing, right? Yes. We're like, okay, I'm yes. a dude doing I love this. That. It, it is a little bit tricky waters. It's tricky for me as a female because I don't think that she's trying to say every man is like this. And I think people get triggered by that. Well, know? no, no. I don't even mind that if it were actually a man. What? What? And I don't mind it at all. I'm not upset about this at all. Are you sure? I'm positive. I'm, I'm just I'm questioning. I can tell. I'm just questioning the idea of of there's wish fulfillment here of I want to you know I want the freedom like men have mm-hmm. but is that how you're going to use it to pee on a public wall to But that was you know, an actor. Yeah, I guess the, yeah, maybe it, okay, maybe the, I misunderstood. When you the, put the lens on that the entire video was her like persona that's how I interpreted it because okay. at the end it's like this really like relaxed dude that's like you know how it's mm-hmm. what was it Dwayne the Rock Johnson's yeah, voice or whatever. Yeah, it was the voice. Yeah, yeah. So the Rock's like, you know, how was that? Did I do okay? So then he goes back into acting like mm-hmm. a man. So I think my interpretation was that the entire music video was a music video. Yeah, uh, like a personification. He's like Dwayne Johnson literally phoned in this performance. <laughs> <laughs> he did. But even in that even in that moment, the actual Taylor Swift as the director mm-hmm. is incorporating the things that we hate about men. She's incorporating the yeah. No, I you know, see just, what you're just saying. Just yeah, be likable, and you're doing fine, even though you did nothing. You know, yeah. you're doing great. You know, yeah. kind of thing. So it's like the role reversal almost feels like this video is saying wants it to be a you know i want to be able to be a jerk which i don't think that's the point no i don't think that's the point but it was a weird thing that kind of struck me so that i probably should have kept to myself so we'll move on (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no i think that's a very interesting conversation and and, and danae started talking about stuff i didn't even think about like with her being the director and yeah how that you know the it's it's a very cool video even if the song's not my favorite yeah um, it's a very neat video i like that she has the balls to do it yeah you know she has the gonads to do it there you go. Uh, so let's read a little bit about what Mr. Barrett said. Yeah, do it. Taylor's The Man video, as we discussed on Slack when it came out. Oh, I guess I shouldn't say that. Like, li- listen, we all talked about that on Slack. Um, we all dug the message and were impressed with the makeup work, but the song is objectively middling to shitty. <laughs> middling to shitty. <laughs> I hate it when songwriters <laughs> rhyme words with themselves. <laughs> I agree. The Ozzy Osbourne reference, this is uh, very behind the scenes, by the way, is from Black Sabbath song called War Pigs, where he rhymes masses with masses. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, I didn't know that. Uh, he generally avoids uh, the comments on this one. So this now he kind of wants to talk a little bit about the comments section because, okay. of course, he's still getting used to being the narrator. So he said, I generally avoid the comments, but I looked there to see if there was a giant backlash to narration. And it sounds like it's evenly split, maybe a little bit weighted towards the I miss Jeremy side, which, of course, we expected. But the main thing I got from the comments was the vitriol about the message of the song being sexist and disrespectful to men. And I know that sentiment exists, but it's always sad to read it, especially in reaction to our video. But there were still some supportive comments and even about specific jokes like the glory hole and the coronavirus among them. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Shout out to the uh, the name Mailer Swift. I thought that was a nice little play on words. That was good. Uh, Anything else from you guys you wanted to bring up? I think we talked about everything for me. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Let's move on to the CinemaSins videos for the week. Uh, Let's talk about Midsummer. This is a Dicer share script. Barrett and I wrote on this. Uh, Some people call this movie Midsummer because that's what it looks like. But I heard the director call it Midsummer. So I've just been calling it that. I think that's why I started calling it that. Um, So anyhow. I can explain this movie to anyone who's confused. Just so you know. Oh, can you? Mm -hmm. There's a pool. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to hear that. There's a uh, there's some people. Uh huh. They decide to go camping. Uh huh. Uh, they meet some other people who are spectacularly dressed. Yes. And um, they all get really messed up on some drugs. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, kill each other. Okay. And uh, and and then wear bear suits with dead people. <laughs> Well, there you go. I just wanted to let so, you know. Oh, oh, oh. And then so jump, moving on to Constantine. And then jump into a bush of flowers. There you go. That's the end. Okay. The end is jumping into a bush of flowers. There is the, there is there, there is bush in this movie. The, that is weird. <laughs> the scent of the flowers makes you smile. Okay. There the is end. bush blueberry pie in this movie. That is true. Yes. No, uh, I um I so we got we got some um a tweet from Jacob about uh, the beginning of this one being kind of like that, and another important is this artist, Jacob, uh, Jacob, Jake, and Jake, the Mister Collected, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the guy who drew the pictures. Of yes, us. yeah. Am I solved to say that? Sorry, no, you're good. No worries. Um, and and he he was specifically tweeting about his appreciation for the the commentary on suicide and talking to mm-hmm. somebody if you uh, needed to speak about it. Um, suicide impacts a lot of people on a very personal level and so i saw that tweet come out and so then i i went to kind of watch the beginning of the show but then was very confused about what happened which led me to read the spoilers about it yeah. so i i i read about this this movie and then i watched the video so i feel like i actually understand what's going on this time oh nice yeah you don't have as many questions this nope, time not this time <laughs> i will say both barrett and i did write something uh, about the suicide hotline in our scripts um and in fact in mine in parentheses after mine i said you will probably word this a million times better so just go ahead and use yours <laughs> <laughs> and he did uh, yeah, he it yeah it was great yeah it was great yeah it was great um and yeah i i love that we do that i you know and that's all i think we need to say about absolutely that. yeah it's yeah it needs to be said um so let's talk about the movie itself because i know jonathan and i have seen the movie and danae has yep. researched the movie so mm-hmm. maybe she has some thoughts uh jonathan did you like midsummer yeah this was actually one of my first beyond the sins because oh, we yeah. started right around when this came out that's right 
Um, and I haven't seen it since, so I don't really have anything new to add. I've only seen it the one time in the theater. Um, but no, I, I really, really, really liked it. Like, I, I think it has a lot to say. I think it does it in an interesting way. Um, I think Florence Pugh, um, I guess this was her second movie of 2019 where I really realized like, well, she's something to pay attention to. Yeah. She's so great. And, um, quite possibly the biggest asshole ever in a movie is in this movie. Um, it you was mean also the character, really not the actor, video right? After I've seen The Good Place, because I did not know who Cheaty was. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, Cheaty's in this movie. And then, of course, you did. We, you guys did an outtake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I, I've, I've, Ari Oster, I, I really liked Hereditary, too. I think I probably liked Hereditary a little better than this, but um, I liked both of them quite a bit. He's a really interesting filmmaker. I don't know that he's somebody I'm going to, like, rewatch his films over and over, but, like, you know, once every five or six years, I could see uh, giving this another you know, viewing and, you know, seeing how it works on me mm-hmm. at that point in my life. Yeah. I, uh, it's a very interesting movie. Uh, yeah. I found it. You ready for this? Fascinating. fascinating. I find this movie fascinating. <laughs> Everybody drink. And you did not like Hereditary. I hate Hereditary. Yeah. I think Hereditary does not hold together as a uh, foundational story um, and that any metaphor or artistry is kind of lost in the fact that the, the story is... Yeah, it's okay. You know, I mean, you nothing. know, we're wrong sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I get a chance to be wrong every once in a while. But, uh, but <laughs> no, it's completely understandable. Midsummer, on the other hand, uh, has the beautiful imagery, the artistry, mm-hmm. the metaphor, and in fact, Daytime I, horror. I think the the metaphor in Midsummer is maybe the best thing about it. Um, it is clearly about toxic relationships and about how, you know, ending a relationship and the pain of ending a relationship. Um, it's about toxic masculinity. It's about, you know, a lot of these things. And at the same time, the story itself actually holds together pretty well. And mm-hmm. again, it is also daytime horror, which I'm much more uh, likely to enjoy because it feels more to me authentic. Um because when when horror is done in the typical tropey way of darkness and shadows and figures in the the distance mm-hmm. it it just doesn't feel like real life to me it it just it feels like a, a manipulated you know uh, thing a trope um, it's harder to make stuff scary in the daytime too yeah um, so you're there's a lot more creativity you feel like agree uh, going on no i agree Day, daytime horror when it's done well like stuff like rosemary's baby and when it's done really well it's awesome yeah uh, the the wicker man which this movie uh, takes a lot of inspiration from is another great example yeah it, it's hard it's probably one of the movies that's hardest for me to explain to um you know, family members or friends, <laughs> like, how do you like this? Like, never watch this movie, guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one of those. Uh, you know, it is a, a movie that literally uses period blood and pubic hair as a plot point. Uh, it is, you know, a movie that. So, so the video didn't cover that, and that wasn't in the spoilers. So, <laughs> it's in the video a little bit. We can talk about. And the the um the 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 depiction of uh, suicide is yes, it's rough. Yes. Uh, it's especially the, it's it's a if you've ever if that's something that's happened in your life it's it's very it's very rough yeah and there is a uh, very graphic sex scene uh, with you know lots of nudity and also a very funny sex scene well that's I where add. I was gonna go and it's it's this <clears throat> weird thing where it's like because here's the thing 
like sex is funny, right? Like mm-hmm. it's this weird thing. It's you know what I yeah. mean. So it's like, like instantly, kind of, I'm thinking of stories pushing his behind. Yes, one of the one of the old women comes up behind him and starts pushing his rear end into. You know, it's like it's it's just I I don't know. But what it, what's interesting about it? What's interesting about it is it is hilarious, and at the same time, it's part of the metaphor about this community being a community in everything. You know, that they share mm-hmm. each other's griefs, they share each other's humor, they share each other's sexual moments like you know it's 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 very consistent with what the movie mm-hmm. is trying to tell you and so you know it's a hard, it's it is a hard one to explain uh but <laughs> well, at the and it same... has that sex scene that's funny also has severe consequences yeah yeah totally like, really severe so it it's it, that movie plays with your emotions like like a violin man it's it's crazy like you'll just the 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 range of emotions you'll experience while watching the movie is super interesting. Well, and I think it's it's also a movie about how we uh, take our cues from our community, and the idea of her making her decisions is is based on, um, in many ways, what her you know this new community is is bringing to her, and even his decisions, you know, this community is bringing mm-hmm. him to that. This isn't something he chose to do all on his own. This you know he was moved into this by you know this group of people. So I don't know. It Are is, you talking about Bear Boy? Bear, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One he of was the drugged, negatives okay. I have heard people that don't really like this movie though is is based on that ending and it's based on her final decision, which I personally don't think that's like the point. So I guess that's why it didn't really bother me in that way. I get where people are coming from because I don't know that that's the decision most people would make. Yeah. Um. It. But I don't know. I don't know. It just. It was. I found it powerful. But I think it is. Uh, I think there's a real power I, to I, it. I, I. I get it. If If you're not seeing it that way, I totally get it. I think it's uh, it's a movie that is endlessly um, explorable. There are new things mm-hmm. I, I caught all every time I watched it. Uh, new foreshadowing. There's bear pictures all over the place. We mentioned one of them in in yeah. the video. There are there are overlays in the background of her crowning moment where she has be- become the is it May Queen? I can't remember if they call it May Queen. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and they're lifting her up, and in the forest there is an overlay of her sister's suicide moment. That is very slight, but it's but if you know what you're looking for, it's you know, it's back there and it's almost as if like this is still haunting her even in this moment and has defined, you know, who she is and trying to come through it like it's just I art artistically he's just doing some incredible stuff here. So mm-hmm. um, so yeah, really, yeah. really curious to see what he does moving forward, but also don't watch it. <laughs> but also for, uh, yeah, for the very discerning movie, viewer think. yes the very discerning viewer uh let's talk like, about i don't think my mom would like it <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the video itself uh danae you did watch the video i watched the video what do you think um well after reading about it and reading how messed up it is yeah. and having not the the i don't know I have no personal experience with the artisticness that you're talking right, about. Yeah, yeah. Mine were just basically like, cool, I read it. I know what happens. Now I kind of know what's happening in this video. And then I just enjoyed the sins, you know. So I'll read a couple of the sins I like. And I also have some thoughts from your co-writer. From Barrett, yeah. Um, I like the hot cross buns on the recorder. <laughs> <laughs> really like that one. <laughs> uh, I can w- still play that, by the way. My daughter brought a recorder home like a couple years ago. I had a flashback to playing the recorder with that sense. And went i was like oh my god i know that too yeah, yeah. um the daniel tiger reference yeah i, I thought you'd like that, that. it was an inter- that was amazing <laughs> it was an interesting I one for I'm- a second danae had written on this yeah <laughs> i did too <laughs> so, wait did i write on did this? i write a sin <laughs> I, I i in my mind i was like yay 
Daniel Tiger, wait, do I want that in this one? <laughs> so it was sort of a funny kind of back and forth moment. Um, I, I did have a uh, Christian looks like he ate pizza and might have mild heartburn yeah. uh, during the sex scene. Wasn't that during the no, sex No, no, no. That was during the, they had just seen the Atastupa, which is oh, the old people leaping to their death. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, that was so funny. Because he did. He just was like, was oh, like, I, oh, I, hmm. I feel a little weird about that. <laughs> I love the Groot one and the LARP team reference. Yeah. Another one that I was like, I love it. LARPing. Uh, and then the outtake. LARPed? Uh, yes, I have LARPed. Cool. Um, and then the outtake, which was like, what was it? The 40 minute walk from the nearest road to the four star Michelin restaurant. Yeah. That, that whatever that was from, whatever show that was from, I thought that was just a really brilliant kind of outtake. Yeah. So. Lots of fun stuff. What about you, Jonathan? I'm sorry to go to LARPing, but I just want to <laughs> ask a real quick question. Have you seen the movie Role Models? No. Oh. I was curious if that was accurate. I think you'd like they that LARP movie. in that movie, and it's very funny. Let me write it down on a list of movies I'll never watch. Right. Yeah, exactly. It'll go on the list. I don't think, th- and I don't even think they're making fun of it. Like, I think there's a genuine heart there to it. One of the characters is really into LARPing, um, but I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Um, what I liked about it, um, I, I thought it was the, the Spin Doctors reference was amazing because I remember thinking that when i saw the movie that that dude looked like the guy from spend doctor right yep so that's where the dude from spend doctors has been this whole time um we don't uh we don't fuck around with mushroom birthdays the uh, 50 cent <laughs> yeah uh, we already kind of mentioned the pewberry pies but that was just you got to say that one impregna shadowing and um somebody that wrote on this really hates geese <laughs> Who okay. Hates geese? okay, that was me. But listen, it's so fun. It was so funny to me, and I don't even know if ten percent of the people who watch this video get it. But during that sex scene, the women sound like geese. They're just, oh, okay. Uh, 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 yeah, that's true. Uh. They do. <laughs> like, it's we, very personal. Can we just play some geese noises? Well, because they're trying to vocalize like this community does with her as she's having sex, and so they're doing vocal, you know vocal things that she's doing but they just sound like a herd of God. geese to me Danae, just... you have got to watch that scene <laughs> no like surely that is youtube because that's on youtube you just have to watch that scene uh, it is amazing anyways yes geese are annoying and so um, I, I, I took the saved by the bell outtake i wanted to mention because that that killed me yeah there's some good outtakes the, uh, on this one i'm so scared <laughs> Uh, the other subtle one that that a lot of people got in uh, were mentioning in the comments was the um, I'm I forget exactly how it's worded, but it was like you know I'm surprised nobody noticed uh, the color of the drink. Period, uh, because there was period blood in the drink, uh, and so that, that <laughs> I did was... not catch that. Yeah. So it... oh my god. <laughs> Well, and you know that because that's all in that that um, tapestry, right? It lays out the entire thing and you go along this tapestry and all of a sudden there's somebody cutting their pubes and then dripping their period blood into a drink. And it's just like, that's how some you make somebody fall in love with you in this this community is you feed them your pubes. And that's how I did it. (laughs) Of course, who doesn't? (laughs) That's 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 just in the spell book. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear that story from Justin. Um, nice. <laughs> he, because he doesn't listen to the show, he will be if you ask him that question in person this week. Just be prepared for the best deer in headlights look. My husband oh, has I that ask look. Him that question. Hands down. I'm going to forget about it in 30 minutes. Okay. So. <laughs> 
the only other two things I wanted to mention. Number one, um, I had a fun time with the answering machine etiquette uh, sin because I lived yeah. through that through answering machines, and that was a very clear thing. I was wondering if there'd be any pushback, but no, the comments were pretty much like, yep, that's exactly right. Uh, and then the thing that I noticed this time through that I didn't notice when I watched it the first time is that Cheedy knows what an astupa is. Like, he knew what was coming. That mm-hmm. blows my mind. And he's just grinning like... You know, cool. We're going to see some shit. Well, and he's actually like, he says, not an actual one. And he's like, oh, it's pretty actual. And at that point, it's like time to go, right? Well, if, <laughs> if it's not time to go, it's at least time to tell your friends what they might be, ex- you know, in store for. I don't know. I was, that kind of blew my mind that he actually knew what an Atastupa was. Uh, so, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I don't know if that was something I caught either until I watched the video. Yeah. Did you want me to read the um, comments from. Barrett. Yeah, let's hear what Barrett mm-hmm. had to say. Or just skip over Barrett today. No, what did Barrett have to say? I'm really curious. Sorry, Barrett, you you're not going to be in the show. Uh, he said that he's mentioned this before, but this was one of the most unique sinning experiences that he's ever had. Typically, I can look at a movie with a sin hat on and it becomes impersonal. I can write silly things without having to think too much about the narrative and how it would affect me. But this movie unexpectedly crawled into my brain. I'd seen it before and it made an impact, but this time it gave me an unease that was not pleasant. And even though I love the uh, and appreciate this movie, it's going to be a long time before I watch it again, at least intentionally. On the silly side, though, I liked sending psychology majors. Of course, I was one of them. The annihilation joke, the she is Groot, the whole sexy and stuff. It was very uh, nice working with Aaron on this movie in particular, since we both have an appreciation, but slightly different takes on it. And that was always fun. Yeah, no, I agree with that. hundred percent. Very nice. Uh, let's move on to Constantine. This was an Atkinson Watkinson joint. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my brother, who has a different last name than me. Uh, Atkinson Watkins joint. Uh, so yeah, Chris and Jonathan writing on this. I uh, also know everything about this movie too. See, I, I know nothing about it. I've never seen Constantine. So. Have you ever seen Constantine? No. Wow. No, I've, I've never seen I've it. I've actually never seen it either. So this was the second time I had ever watched it. I saw it like back in the day when it came out. I guess I saw it at the theater. I don't remember, but um, which I think it was 2005. So I think it was 15 years ago. Um, which maybe that's partly why Chris uh, decided to pick it. I don't know, but um, it was really fun to send. I, I, you know, some of these you just don't re- like. I think they're always fun to send, whatever the movie is. But I think some movies you're not really sure going in, and this one was kind of a nice surprise. Um, and I think Chris and I just collaborated well on it. So I just, I just really got a kick out of this video the way it turned out. It's an okay movie. Uh, there's a, there's a pretty strong fan base for this movie. Um, it's okay. Yeah. Like it, it Keanu's pretty good in it. It has some interesting things to say. I think it dives into like religious, re, um, like uh, religious ideals and stuff in a kind of an interesting way for like a mainstream comic book movie. Yeah, that's what kind of I I picked up on yeah. was they they don't uh, they aren't shy with the religious you know yeah. symbiology. So well, there's yeah. the whole idea that he can't get into heaven because even though he's helping all these people, he's helping these people to try to forgive, to get himself forgiven, which is one of those interesting kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't right. um, scenarios when you dive into some of this that I even as someone who definitely doesn't have the background that the two of you have, but what little I have, I've never really completely understood that. Um, and we even point that out at the end when he finally does kind of get to go to heaven for a second. Um, the idea that what he was doing still wasn't a selfless act. 
Yeah. Um, he was tricking the devil, you know, he knew exactly what he had to do to get himself. So I don't know. It was just, it was kind of weird, uh, but also interesting because most movies wouldn't even go there. Yeah. So. I, it was interesting to read the spoilers on this one. It got a little mm-hmm. bit confusing, but in general, I got that he is someone who, um, can see when beings are in our plane and they're not supposed to be. And so he can cast Mm -hmm. demons out of people. And these demons are trying to basically come to our plane of existence. And it did definitely, I read that uh, it was, um, is it a DC character? Uh, Yes. So that was interesting to me too, because this has a whole like backstory and, you know, it's comic book uh, content that I've never, Mm -hmm. you know, heard of before. So that, that means there's like this universe kind of attached to this person. Mm -hmm. Aaron and I actually did a sins uh, video for Justice League Dark uh, a couple years ago. Oh yeah, uh, and the Constantine character is in that movie. That's Interesting. Right. So essentially, what's happening is there is a uh, kind of this culmination of stuff occurring. Whether there's a loophole for getting the Antichrist or whatever to come to our plane of existence, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's like this spear has Jesus's blood on it, so that's part of like this prophecy. And then Gabriel's, you know, double agent kind of doing his thing, yeah. or I guess to their their thing because it's an androgynous uh, character. So anyhow, it it, yeah, was, it's super convoluted it was interesting too. to kind of read Chris about. Was, I'm sorry, go ahead. It was interesting to read about. I I don't know that I following it in written form was weird though. It, mm-hmm. There was a lot of. It just was kind of clipping pretty quick for a spoiler for me. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of essentially got that this the girl character has had a twin who killed herself uh, and whispered Constantine before dying. So that connected them together, which meant that. Oh, and then he had to awaken her visionary powers by a near death experience. And I, I will tell you. So it was just it was really kind of weird for me to let's read about as somebody who didn't read anything about it and has never seen the movie. I was lost. Mm-hmm. I like I, which mm-hmm. is I to bet. be expected, you know, like I enjoyed the video just for what pieces it showed me. And then the sins that are in it, yeah. but it was been there, but it was, but I, the whole, I mean, if you asked me to tell you the plot of Constantine, please do not a chance. <laughs> not it's a chance. really convoluted too. And that's part of the problem with it. And we send that quite a bit, especially towards the end. Like Gabriel's plan makes no sense. Um, like there's no way she would have gotten away with what she got away with up to that point. And um, there's just a lot of things that don't really make sense once you he, start getting at our kind of eyes. He essentially uh, slashes his wrist to kill himself uh, and the and the devil comes to collect him himself. Constantine, yes. Uh, yeah, Constantine. And so the devil is kind of having the conversation with him. And then uh, Constantine gets to tell the devil, hey, they're trying to usurp your power by completing mm-hmm. this ritual. And so then the devil gets upset and turns on Gabriel, who just lost the holy powers. And so there's this kind of thing. And the devil thinks he's going to get to take Constantine. But because he sacrificed, he said, you know, he, he, he said he could get a favor. And so he asks that the girl doesn't get go to hell for killing herself. Yes. And so because he did this selfless act, he then gets to go to heaven. But then the devil brings him back and cures him so that he can't go to heaven immediately. Mm-hmm. And how does looking and that all happens in about 10 minutes. And how does looking down <laughs> Rachel Vice's shirt play into all this? Let's like- find out. <laughs> oh Let's get God. into it. There is and Rachel Vice is a very beautiful woman, but yes, like literally, like there are so many down blouse shots. I mean, I noticed that like right away. Uh, so I, I had to put that scent in there. Do you want me to go ahead and read Chris's comments? Yeah, what did Chris have to say? Yes, he said, please. Constantine is a better than average movie. It suits okay. Keanu's talents well. There's an internal logic the movie sets up that it follows fairly 
well, but there are times when it doesn't make sense, like how Gabriel has the power to bring Satan's child out of hell without Mm -hmm. God knowing, and the movie specifically says such an act would require the power of God. My favorite thing I noticed in this movie is the reverse shot they use twice within 90 seconds of each other, and I highly enjoyed writing a sin that pointed out why it was a reverse shot as opposed to the camera simply being on the other side of the room. Loved that sin. I had that written down for sure. And creating a world uh, where a guy sitting next to a hot chick in a group of nameless demons was in the friend zone. (laughs) And then his side comment was, Rachel Wise is pretty hot. Actually, he says really pretty. Yeah. He says really pretty. I like how she is, she's, she's a very beautiful woman. She is really pretty. But they just, she's I, definitely shot in this movie with a male gaze. And Keanu Reeves is a very handsome man. He really well. is. Yeah. Um, But I can't think of another thing I've seen her in. So I'm going to look that up while you guys talk about yourself. Um, did you ever see The Mummy with Brendan Fraser? Yes. Yeah. She's in that. She was. Yeah. That's probably her like most biggest movie that she's been in. That's what it's from. Uh, I wrote down the Jesus water in the vase sin as uh, <laughs> one that I particularly appreciated uh, because it kind of uh, lampoons the ridiculousness of you know, this idea of all these weird things you have to do to mm-hmm. you know conjure spells or demons or whatever. I thought that was really funny. Um, there are a variety of ways not to be naked, but wearing proper tub attire uh, made me... <laughs> made me laugh that was the scene chris like chris messed around with because he just thought that scene he he was like he's like this scene is super funny but it's also super weird (laughs) like yeah well and and, and the reason and i'm glad you pointed out the exact thing that makes it so weird she doesn't even take off her shoes Mm -mm. like it's like you could get part way naked even like you could not you know wear your pants in even or something like it's i don't know it was weird yeah and then there was a mention about like did it say in the spell or whatever she had to be fully emerged because her hands were out right yeah all that stuff yeah i think it i think it said she had to be fully immersed no no one will be seated during the keanu reeves hand is bigger than rachel weiss's entire (laughs) stomach that was so good some chris notice (laughs) so those are some of my favorites i really like this video i thought it was really Um, funny um what about you guys I really like the wasting the dragon's breath weapon mm-hmm. because I really do don't like it when that happens in movies, and mm-hmm. so I was glad to see that one kind of make it. Um, all of the references to Keanu playing characters named John was a bit mind blowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I mean I don't think about that stuff normally, so right. to see it all laid out in front of me like that, I'm like, is it is it a thing? Did he grow up with the name Keanu and was like, I just want a normal name like John. <laughs> I think um, John's just a really common name. The CGI technology. Mm-hmm. Did you see that reference? Yeah. It was spelled with E-Y-E because it was based on the I. I was like, mm-hmm. that was a really good play on words. Yep. Um, and there's just like, I mean, there's so many things. The pretending not to see 700 jugs of, in the water I really liked. Uh, and then, of course, the Harry Potter conversation, uh, the getting into Harry Potter argument with very little prompt cracked me up. Um, <laughs> well, that's so irritating in the movies. I wrote that one because like the they're, like Dobby's so uh, such a focus in those last few books, but they chose not to have them in the movies. And then in the last movie, we're just supposed to give a shit. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say, like, well, I haven't seen you since the second movie. <laughs> I'm going to say, too, that now I've been I've put a, a couple of D&D references into some scripts just to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. And they've been rejected so far. So I'm going <laughs> to actually use this as a little bit of ammo to say, hey, listen, if the narrator can talk about Harry Potter, that's like a half of a day of conversation. Right, right. That's that's just taking that's going to a D&D f- party with your friend one time and getting hooked. He's so close 
to being able to make just, a D&D I was reference. just trying to think of something that, that bugged me from the movie to film. Because I usually don't really get bugged by stuff like that. Because I just, I mean, I, movies and books are different. But that is one thing I thought was an odd choice um, for the Harry Potter filmmakers to do. Well, I'm glad you wrote it because I'm going to use it. Speaking of bugs... Oh. Uh, that guy that was made up of all bugs that's then smashed on the windshield. So weird. Did not need to see that. that <laughs> like we see so, so many things in doing our job for whatever reason. That one I was like, should have blurred it. I don't want to see bug guts. I don't. Want, oh, that's does that freak you out? I don't know. There was something about it. I lit. I. 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 Yeah. I had to turn away. Well. I, and I had said something. I didn't know if we needed to leave. Like Gavin Rosdell's character when he burns like half of his face. Yeah. Um, I was a little leery of that, but Chris decided to keep it in as was, and we didn't get, you know, we didn't, we didn't have any problems it. getting it through on YouTube. So I have to, the other thing you I just ha- never know. The other thing I have to mention is the conversation. The question is asked, uh, like in the pool and then it is answered mm-hmm. in a different room. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, this happens and I don't understand why this happens. This should be, I don't, there's, it's such a leap in logic that even if you don't think about it, subconsciously i think you feel it i think mm-hmm. you feel the idea of how is their conversation continuing in a completely different environment without a hiccup and i just i see movies and tv shows do this and i'm just like i, I don't i don't get it because you have to specifically do you have to shoot it that way mm-hmm. yeah. you have to specifically shoot it that way i i always fill the gaps and i assume they had some kind of conversation from point <laughs> to point b but well especially when it's asking a question and then answering, answering that question yeah, that really becomes bad. a little more difficult uh, I did want to say one other thing that I saw in the comments a lot, which was that the cutscene revelation uh, with Shia becoming an angel at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. Apparently, many, many people who saw this movie never realized that that was like there. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. this was the first time since the movie came out quite a while ago that they had seen the cutscene. And that was yeah, riddled I in the comments. I couldn't remember if I had seen it or not. Was, it, was him becoming an angel? Was he some sort of savior? He was... Because um, if he is, can we call him the Messiah? Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, his character is in the comics, though. He's he's somebody that helps Constantine as as an angel. Um, a few, just a few things I'll mention. I liked Quentin Tarantino's Constantine. I just love that we had another foot fetish thing we could throw in because I feel like we've been doing, we've been making fun of Quentin Tarantino quite a bit the past month. Yeah. Um, the the whole thing about the balance that that was driving me crazy as I was watching that because it didn't really. It, it just made no sense why that was the thing that anybody followed. It, it just it never it never made sense to me. Like clearly people would be cheating, and and that's kind of the whole reason Constantine's there. Um, and then um, the other thing was oh Angela doesn't quick time correctly, and then I loved Chris's running sin of the greedy fly, the Bush reference with Gavin Rosdell, and then I loved on the third time we did it, he just said Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, uh, I did have one more that I wanted to mention. Do it. That's me. Uh, but this one came from the comments. It was from Janice Tenbrick, who says, shout out for respecting Gabriel's gender, gender ambiguity by using them, their pronouns. So good job. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. We, yeah. That was something that we, yeah, discussed and we're like, yeah, we got to do it that way. So nicely done us. Well done. Mm-hmm. We, um, okay. I think we move on to keeping tabs. One more thing. Oh, just okay. kidding. Uh- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I, I talk. Wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're. Okay, we're going to try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. Let's each tell a story from putting together the content for the week. Maybe, Sit down uh, for your story, everybody. It can be a Google search, some strange research, deleted sin, whatever you want to do. Uh, Danae is wagging her finger like she wants to go first. So <laughs> I was just getting excited about mine. Okay, well, Because I get to it. talk about the proboscis monkey. <laughs> yes. Tell, tell us about the nose monkey. Well, I thought that, you know... Uh, Dick Hatch was sitting in the tree like a monkey. Uh-huh. And then I was like, but what kind of monkey? I love that you just called him Dick Hatch. Isn't, uh, isn't that what his sure. name is? Sure. No, it is now. Okay. Yeah. Isn't... Richard Alpert. <laughs> <laughs> so I started off my search by looking up, quote, funny monkey species. Um, turns out all monkeys are just funny. Yeah. There's not really a monkey that is funnier than others. But the, the proboscis is a, is a pretty funny monkey. I ultimately landed on that one because... It's a fun name. It reminds you of probes too. And there's like this sort of interesting, he's got an interesting face. And if you decided to go look up the monkey, you'd have a fun moment going, oh, that's what a proboscis monkey looks like. So um, they're the ones that have the really long schnoz. Mm-hmm. Well, very that's what proboscis prominent. means. It does mean that. And uh, I learned about the type of monkey as well. Apparently, um, when they do their mating call, it's it's more unique. Do they sound like geese? <laughs> oh my god. I didn't think about that, but yes. Yeah. I listened to about twenty hours of just proboscis monkey mating, mating. sounds. <laughs> Justin's like, honey, I don't know what you're listening to, but all of a sudden I'm in the mood. <laughs> I married a monkey. Um so it it, it like the, the nasal resonation of it is different because they have such a large schnoz. Yeah. So I always thought that was interesting. You know, I guess most monkeys just come comes out and this time it goes went raw raw in there. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't actually listen to the sounds. I don't have a reference point. But I learned something interesting about them. They are the uh in the world of primates, they're the most prolific swimmers. Mm, which wouldn't have known they leap from tree limbs and hit the water with quote comical belly flops 
How cute is that to think about? They're just swinging in trees and they do these like cannon. Big nose, belly flopping monkeys. (laughs) And they've evolved webbed feet and hands to keep, uh, to help them to outpace crocodiles and other predators that are in the water. Wow. So they're not your average monkey. They have all kinds of fun things going on. I learned more about them. Of course, it ends in like, you know, sadness about them becoming extinct, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, save the frain forests wherever they live. <laughs> Wait, that's, I mean, it's genuinely important to you. You make uh, it sound like it's not. I know. I just kind of want to avoid it because it hurts my poor heart. That's what, that's what I was trying to clear up uh, because it could be misunderstood oh, that you're true. like, it's not important, but I know what you're doing is you're deflecting. I because it's so important it to you. Hurts my, it right. hurts my feelings. Right. I mean, those poor rhinos, they're gone forever. I hear you. Anyhow, they're omnivores. They have a harem. They're real <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. What about you, Jonathan? Um, I didn't really look up anything, but I did have a quick deleted son. Um, but in Constantine, there was a scene where the, uh, I think it was the, the guy that was possessed by the devil's son. He's like walking down the road and like all these cattle are just dying. Yeah. And we ended up using the sin Manuel as a dick to cattle. The original thing I wrote, though, was very simply a uh, trail of steers. <laughs> nice. And- <laughs> And Chris really liked it, but he's like, I just, and I even hesitated keeping it in there. <laughs> right, because it's a bit insensitive. It is insensitive. To the, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It is. It, yeah. I mean, it could be taken that way. It wasn't meant that way. No, I think I understand. But, um, but yeah, so that's all I really had. I was just a deleted saying, because I didn't really have anything I looked up, so... Uh, I wanted to talk uh, about an outtake uh, based on the answering machine in Midsummer, where it plays a goofy answering machine uh, <laughs> message after it picks up because this was it's hard for someone who didn't live through the 80s to understand how big the comical answering machine market was. Do you remember mm-hmm. those commercials, Danae? Yes. Um, my family, my mother made a song and we performed the song on our answering machine. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you still have a copy of this? Um, no, but I probably could remember it. Uh. It was to the tune Jingle Bells. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I remember it... Uh, I think it was something like running for the phone in a house that is too small, trying to avoid the cats, the dog, the ball. I hit them anyway and hurt my funny bone. I'm lying on the floor just two feet from the phone. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Here's the stupid tone. Leave a message anyway. Here's the stupid tone. Something like that. That's not that's not 100% it, but that's like 90% there. I think we just had one of those where my mom like made us all say our names. Yeah, right? Like a roll call. Yeah. Hi, you've reached the household of the Boyshausens. Yeah. (laughs) Hammer. Bonnie. (laughs) Ben. Danae! (laughs) I I had a very particular commercial that I remembered, and part of it is played in that outtake, but I have loaded up the the full 60-second commercial. Oh, my God. No, you haven't. Is this the I'm Not Home thing? Yes. So so you can hear, like, this was a legit thing that lots of people bought for their answering machine to answer the phone. These people made millions of dollars. So you ready for this? Yeah, I probably will remember it. Hey, 
Crazy Calls, a tape of seven different songs and funny recordings for answering machines. I am very sorry that I'm not about to take your call. Do you remember this? Yeah. And yeah. I get right back to you. I never bought Give someone the gift of gab for their answering machine. Calling a friend. What you've actually <laughs> done is bought a one-way ticket to the answering machine. The answering so. machine. Nobody's so. home. <laughs> Nobody's home. I'm glad you called, but I'm not home. But I'll be back <laughs> Oh, that's good. A tape of seven different songs and funny recordings for only fourteen ninety five. Only fifteen bucks, guys. Worth <laughs> it. You guys have this? You order? Or you just remember commercial? I just remember the commercial. Three five one fifty two hundred. Yeah, that would play like right after the Freedom Rock commercial. Call 1-800-351-5200. I wonder if that uh, still works. I wonder if that number still works. Remember one eight hundred numbers? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh, man. Nostalgia. Yeah. Things that we're glad don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, those those are those. There are some things uh, just I mean, I guess infomercials and stuff still do exist, unfortunately. But some of those things. Just, I mean, ugh. back in the day, you couldn't like press one and skip either. You had to sit there and listen to the entire mm-hmm. thing every time someone I'm called. I'm pretty sure, you. though, it is officially gone to cell phones now, though, like uh, crap calls, um, spam. I mean, I get a ton now on my cell phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I think now it is more appropriate for your answering thing to be, you've reached an A. Thanks for calling. Like, Mm -hmm. people know what to do. The shorter, the better. It's more respectful that way. I get annoyed when it's like the automated one goes, you know, your party can't be reached. And then it's like, ding. And then the message plays. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, 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 no. Just go straight to voice just get him to the voicemail but no one leaves voicemail anymore well and i the think the best one ever though for that i that i would love to try to pull off is the archer ones do you know what i'm talking about aaron no where he'll sit there and like be having a conversation like he's there oh, oh yeah yes. but but it's like it's like really well done but of course it's an animated show so of course they can kind of get away with it but like his mom will call him and think she's talking to him oh man I, those were so annoying to me mm-hmm. my friend ida has one but, of those and it's but they're really funny it's Archer. really good she does a really good job <laughs> yeah yeah that's funny once yeah it is funny <laughs> maybe once. funny I'm once sure mine's just Nobody calls me. Everybody texts me now. That's the other thing. I mean, people don't call that much anymore. Well, I think, Danae, yours, uh, for a long time at least, said something like, uh, feel free to leave a message, but I'm not going to check it, so yeah. you probably want to text me. Yeah. <laughs> like that. So, be honest with you. Just going to be honest with you. All right, let's move on to the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. I'll start. Danae, you want to start? <laughs> oh, I'm having you, voice stuff. Are you okay? Yeah, no. You, just, you take some, drink some water. I'll do. I'll make eat a an face. apple. No, it doesn't work. You're, you're just. Oh, I, are you trying to make me do a spit take? Yeah, that's not very good. There's I actually thought eating a, an apple is the best thing for your voice. It that's is. Well, it's the best thing for your uh, saliva. There's a channel that is like a you laugh you lose type of a thing. Yeah. Where the person sits in a chair, has a water in their mouth, and the other people try to make them spit it out. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah, it was interesting. I like that. I, I watched it because. Some cast of Critical Role went on there. Imagine that. All right. This one's from Laura. She sent me an email. Hi, Laura. Uh, We're going from the idea mentioned in this uh, last week's BTS. She had an idea for merch. So here's my comment. Okay. What Um, email did she send that to today? (laughs) (laughs) 
you want to know. She actually sent it directly to me. Oh, okay. She said, "Have uh, it was kind of going off of my mention of like where I, I'm wandering away on the back of the shirt. Yeah. She yeah. Had, she was like, I want to kind of go off of that. Have Jonathan and Aaron in the center, if possible, like like they're going to take a photo or something, holding their favorite book or shirt or movie or something. But then Danae is off on the side chasing a butterfly. But when you look closer, the butterfly wing actually has the word chips on it and the colors of the body of the butterfly is actually a tater tot. <laughs> Nice. Listen, I don't even care if that would work on a shirt or not. I just love the idea that you just keep getting like zoom in uh-huh. more and more yeah. and it just turns into something crazy. It's the world's first zoom in enhanced t-shirt. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's funny people don't think Aaron and I like to eat. I guess you haven't met us. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, she says it's fun to think about um, to incorporate Aaron and Jonathan's love of movies and Danae's ability to get distracted uh, in parentheses. Her keeping tabs rabbit holes are always a highlight to me. So then going on, the butterfly is a fun nod to the chips are good and Danae's tots addiction. I love your guys' show. Thank you for all the work you guys do and the rest of the Sins team uh, and all that they put in. So keep writing and recording. Best wishes, Laura. Very nice. Thank you, Laura. Appreciate that. Uh, My comment comes uh, from Marie. Uh, This is on the Survivor video. Uh, Cinema Sins, they're not actually in danger. Survivor, Africa says hello. Uh, this, I wanted to mention this because I wasn't intending in the sins video to say this, you mm-hmm. know, the people on survivor aren't ever in danger. Cause there was also a list of comments that, you know, mentioned the, you know, when, um, I think Mike was his name that fell in the fire, you know, that yeah. happened uh, Australia. Uh, oh, pe- no. People have passed out. People have had to be medevaced out. Like, like people really actually bad bug bites. Yeah. Yeah. Really bad bug bites. That kind of stuff. What I was saying was they're in a protected environment, right. uh, but Africa is the good example to go to if you want to go okay that was more legit because they really were in a burn in africa with wild animals you know Mm -hmm. prowling around them so that was the one season where the animals did come into play more than usual so yeah yeah because there's like that i remember that one moment where they like they see like it's like it i don't it's not a boar it's i don't remember what the animal is but it's apparently it's one of the most it's one of the deadliest animals on that area Mm -hmm. yeah and they actually see one and they just kind of stand in there till it moves on. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I, you know, maybe I was a little too, um, loose with that one. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Cause they, certainly there is some, some danger, uh, involved okay. in survival. I wrote a sin that said trail of steers. So <laughs> you're, you're perfectly fine. Uh, what about you, Jonathan? What's your, uh, comment? um, I have one from the walking dead where, uh, Glenn LaRoche said the walking dead drinking game. One, take a shot when Rick yells coral or some episodes, Carol, to <laughs> yeah. have ambulance on standby. There you go. <gasps> oh, yep. you know what? That reminds me that one of the uh, comments that we also got, I think it was on Discord, is to have a shot glass for BTS that says fascinating on it. <laughs> I like it. Isn't that fun? <laughs> Great. Yeah, sell some shot glasses. <laughs> that is a good one. That is a good one. All right. I want, a, I want one now that has me with a t-shirt with me saying, Danae loves Lady in the Water. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like, don't watch any movies, but that's the movie. <laughs> Let's move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to chat about something uh, else in the world of pop culture that we've experienced recently. Uh, what do you got, Jonathan? Um, I didn't really watch anything that great um, or at least that great that I'm not talking about on other things. So I'm actually going to talk about a negative, but it's an interesting negative. Um, I watched a movie called Guns Akimbo. Oh, I, this was just in the news because of all the joke yeah. going on on Twitter, right? 
Yeah, the director, it's directed by Jason Lee Howden. He has, um, he also directed before this, he directed a horror comedy from a few years ago called Deathgasm that, um, I guess developed a, a bit of a cult following. I know like the Sincast crew, like they, the A-team has talked about it before, um, and how much they enjoyed it. Um, and then, yeah, he was on Twitter, uh, recently. He took a bit of a beating because he was lashing out and accusing some online film critics of cyberbullying a woman. I, I, I don't know a ton about it, but, and so it just kind of became a thing. Um, like I said, I can't really speak to it. So if, if you know more about it, you think I'm an idiot, that's fine. But I can't, I don't know. But I just want well, to watch think, the movie. I, huh? was, I think what's, I think what's valuable to the conversation is just to say we aren't discussing that part of it. You know, yeah. of all that stuff yeah. that happened on Twitter, it was several different moments and things. But, um, but what we're talking about is the movie itself, which you saw. So yes, yeah, that is true. But it is interesting because the movie very much. Well, let me explain the movie first. So the movie is about this um, underground fight club that's called Schism, and um, it live streams the opponents uh, tracking each other down and trying to kill each other. Um, Daniel Radcliffe plays this guy named Miles, and um, who's had a very po- interesting post Harry Potter career, by the way. All pa- all power to that dude, and he's really good in this. Yeah. Um, he decides one night when he's kind of in a he's a code he's a code guy for a for a like a, a a video game on a phone like an app game or something and he just hates his life and just lost his girlfriend all that kind of stuff or she broke up with him she didn't die but um he decides one night he's drunk and he decides to troll all these people involved with schism so the people behind it come to his apartment they knock him out and then he wakes up the next morning and he's got guns bolted to both of his hands okay. and then he's told that he's gonna have <laughs> to play schism and the player that he has to go against is this woman named Nix, who's played by samara weaving who is also really good in this um um, she's having a blast too she's playing like a very different character than i've seen her like in stuff like ready or not and um um, the babysitter so both of them are really good the movie is just the movie has a lot to say about social media which is why i'm saying that is kind of interesting the whole twitter thing happened um but it's he clearly is not a fan of social media based on what I saw in this movie, but it's kind of like, it's not really interesting. Like it's kind of the equivalent of like some old guy screaming, get off my lawn at you for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of how the movie plays. It's also like very discount, like Tony Scott, like the way it's directed, like it's, it's like people trying to be Tony Scott, but not understanding why Tony Scott was a good director. It's right. not subtle at all like if you know we were talking about the man the taylor swift song you know this literally like beat you over the head with with its message um and then like i said it's shot it's almost like this hyper realized way um but uh yeah it, it doesn't really work it's an interesting concept and daniel radcliffe and samara weaving going at each other is really fun i mean it can be at times but it's just unfortunately the execution's not good so it just okay. it it never really comes together to be anything interesting but um but i don't know i I've, I've seen where people really liked it so it does have its fans um i just it wasn't my kind of thing you're just not one of them nope i'll go next uh i saw the first two episode of two episodes of devs on oh, cool. i was uh, really F- interested in this fx on hulu mm-hmm. um so alex garland did uh ex machina and annihilation and i knew i was in love uh i really enjoy the way he visualizes sci-fi um look you know she she knows it's just part of our our marriage is that there's an openness to other directors being involved that's just you know she knows uh so anyhow does he push your butt <laughs> her butt or my butt i don't know oh, I both at the same name. time kind of i'm squeezes. not a director i don't know how it works yeah he directs he stands in the corner and directs 
This time with a little more passion. A little more. Uh, anyhow, uh, Alex Garland has directed and written this show for FX, and it's part of FX's new thing where all their stuff is on Hulu, because, of course, Disney owns FX and Hulu now, and so they're doing it that way. Mm-hmm. And I watched the first two episodes, and yeah, I am smitten with this show. That's all that's available, right? Yeah, the first two episodes are all that's available. It will then release weekly. Um, This is, if you like the way Alex Garland sees sci-fi, there is more (laughs) of it here. It has kind of the very similar tone that those do, a very similar, uh, you know, distrust of technology and, and yet a love for technology. That's kind of the beautiful thing about Garland is he understands what's beautiful about technology and also what is scary about technology and i really really enjoy that uh it's nick offerman in probably a way you've never seen him before uh which i really enjoy and then you've also got uh allison uh pill who's doing some good stuff here uh and she's sweet she uh she's on picard i was just about to say yeah she's also on picard right now so some some really really intellectual stuff going on here too with the idea of determinism and predestination the idea of if you could see the future could you change it uh if you could see the past and figure that out does that mean that you could also figure out how to see the future um so i i think it is kind of a one of those shows that i would say is designed for me and so it's not a surprise that i love it but i am really really enjoying the show two oh, episodes cool. in. i can't so, wait to watch it so yeah i i think it's really great uh, what about you, Danae? Um, I'm going to talk about uh, one of my favorite Instagrammers today. Um, she is controversial. She is raw. She's not for everybody. Okay. But I find her to be, as my friend says, fascinating. Um, get y'all drunk. Felicia Day. <laughs> uh, on Instagram, it's she is of the woods with underscore in between each and every one so she is of the woods and she uh her name is something i don't even remember because i'm that much of a follower i'm just kidding is she it's literally of the woods yes her name is april graham i've ordered some stuff from her she lives in the mountains and she is completely against essential oils uh because that's like her thing is to be against essential well like it, that's one of the things that people are surprised about her because she's an herbalist her stance is that when the process of getting the oils out of the plants is not good uh, and that if we understand herbalism, there is a way to do it where you don't have to strip the plants and that the essentially like the process and, and the companies that have been created to create essential oils are making a whole new set of problems where if we just use the plants as they're meant to be used, she's kind of like a like that. She lives so it's a manufacturing issue, not necessarily a um, a um, effectiveness issue. Yeah, and and then there's a lot of people who use them uh, and they don't know what they're doing. And there's companies out there that sell essential oils, and they they. My mom actually had this experience where she wasn't told how to use the essential oils because it's not their job to tell you how. You have to research it yourself. And she was really jacking her body up because she was just ingesting raw essential oils without diluting them, and so she was doing damage to her body. So anyhow. Um, April is interesting. She, uh, I think she was homeless at one point in time. She has really messed up teeth. Uh, she's got dreads. She's got this major tattoos on her body. Yeah, that chest tattoo is interesting. Uh, I think it used to be something else and then she had it covered because that part of her life was over. Uh, She talks about everything very raw. 
very real and I'm really attracted to that kind of personality. So Mm -hmm. I I first came when I first came into contact with her. That was one of the reasons I really wanted to continue to follow her. Um, But she's very educational and she teaches a lot. And so anyways, if there's if you have any desire to learn from someone like that, she's doing this. uh, She released some stuff on uh, YouTube as well. Her YouTube channel is She is of the Woods. And um, she released a video a few days ago on coronavirus. And she uh, talks about how it attacks the upper respiratory system. So here are some things you can do to just bolster your system, not using essential oils, but using uh, powders and things that are kind of made of uh, roots, things like that. And today she released how to make your own hand sanitizer. <laughs> so, oh, I gotcha. So she's um, and she the 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 to do list of how to do it. She has a whole video on how to do it, how to make it yourself. So uh, there are also YouTube videos and there's also like uh, tons of stuff coming up right now. on making your own hand sanitizer using like aloe vera gel mixed with xyz ingredients because the gel's already been created so you can find your own stuff if that's something that you're interested in thinking about or concerned about obviously is that's just a hot topic right now but i really like that her voice is so different and so i thought i would just shine a light on a very different character that i really enjoy no that's great that's great okay (laughs) she is of the woods yes all underscores in between the words uh one more plug for her would be her website which is wildwood apothecary if you wanted to see the products that she creates and I can attest to a few of them. I use them on regularly. So and Janae is going to be moving in with her, um, <laughs> making her own hand sanitizer. Something pretty cool is one of her goals is to have a free place to teach people how to do this, where you come out to her Neat. land and actually get to learn for free. Like and what so, mountains is she in? Um, let me make sure. She say? Yeah, she talks about it all the time, but I'm not sure if I'm going to find it fast enough. I want to say Oregon. No, no worries. One of the things she talked about recently that I thought was really cool, somebody asked her a question on Instagram about like why she has dreads. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I, I guess, part of her family's culture, even though she's Caucasian. Mm. And I didn't know that there's like she had this whole thing like this is part of how I was raised. You don't ever cut your hair. Uh, if you do, you lose your power and your spirit. So she's got some really interesting ways of thinking, which again I like. It's but, very, very uh, Nazarene. It's very Samson. Yeah. Well, and she's in an area where there's lots of Mennonites, and and so she's not a very popular person in her in her neck of the wood. Or woman and knights. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, I I cannot find where the land is off the top of my head, but. Uh, uh, she did just purchase like a whole new set of acreage and she, that's cool. she shows all of this on our Instagram. So like you can really just see into her whole life. Very nice. Neat. Yeah. That's going to wrap it up for behind the scenes this week. Uh, thanks for listening and don't forget to make sure you are subscribed. Go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well, wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, you can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes and myself, We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. Chirkity, chirkity. Burkity, burkity. Oh, hello, voice. <laughs> it's good to hear you. Uh... You know, I just think it's, uh, I, I don't, uh, I just, uh, <laughs> just say it. Uh, I can't. I, it is so hard for me. I love having a pen on my phone. Oh yeah. I fucking love it. But you don't like your phone. I hate my phone. <laughs> there is no best of both worlds for you.
I'm sorry. You, you just have to make the decision, right? Like, which is more valuable? And it's probably like a grass is always greener kind of thing. Like, if you had the Pixel 4 or whatever. Right. You'd probably be like, oh, I want a pen. I, know. I mean, I love no, this phone, I know, no, but I, I want a pen. That is 100% what's going to happen, except for the functionality of the Samsung is so clunky. Yeah. It drives me insane. Hey, I'm going to be eating during the show today. You know, one of my favorite things. It's very different than normal days, but. Those are potato wedges. I'm so disappointed in Wendy's breakfast. They don't have tots. You went with a different potato product. <laughs> it's sad. I can't put mustard on that. Well, I mean, you could. I could. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the new game show. Can you put mustard on that? <laughs> oh, my God. Can I tell you what mustard can definitely go inside of? Uh, a dog. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, what the hell, dude? They went into my my dog's digestive system. He ate it? He ate, I think, five mustard packets. Wow. Plastic and all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They all came out. You know that for a fact. I mean, I didn't see it happen. Okay. But the after was pretty obvious to me. Mm-hmm. I guess I can never go to Wendy's for breakfast again. How was the other Wendy's breakfast? From the other day? No. Like, I mean, how? what stuff have you had from there? I've had their ham and egg and cheese and now i've had their sausage egg and cheese and how are those they're okay yeah compared to other breakfast sandwiches from different fast food places i have my favorites you're just what's your favorite they're not gonna they're not gonna compare their eggs are a little bit thin like they don't Mm. really bulk up their eggs their eggs are kind of gotta bulk up those eggs How dare they not take the time to bulk up their eggs? I'm just like imagining like a little egg with those like some dumbbells, swole yeah. arms yeah. attached like trogdor. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Skype, right? Yeah, that's it. Okay. I feel like listen. I'm not, I feel I'm not like, lying. You know what I'm going to do? What I'm going to make a like a checklist for you, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to I'm going to get a poster size version. It's good. I'm going to put it on the wall behind my head. It's good because it's where you look. No, you know, it's at this good. Wall. No, I'm losing it. I'm legit. My brain is not coming up with information as fast as it used to. And it's it's kind of scary. Here's the cool thing. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All you have to do is click. I know. I moved it you, there. Oh, oh you, see, me- you found the you I'm, found the call button. Oh, wow. That was you did good it. job, buddy. You did it, buddy. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hi, V Winters. What did you say? Hi, V Winters. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I have got a hell of a cough, just FYI, oh, so no. I will do my best. Not before Sin Week. People are no, going to... Well, it's Monday. I'll be fine by Thursday. Yeah, you better be, because people will be throwing the COVID shade at you. And you're going to have to wear a mask. Oh, it's not that. No, my my daughter had the flu, and I've just been around her. I think I just Dude. picked up some funk. Uh-huh. She's she's fine, though. It only took her a couple days to get over it. It's in she's Nashville. School. It's in Missouri. It's in Missouri. It's also in Nashville, yeah. What? We all gonna die. I uh, I just searched for make your own, and the top one is hand sanitizer. So I'm going to learn how to make my own hand sanitizer. Oh, my God. You're going to be, like, living in the wilderness. That's where you're moving, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, that was always Danae's plan. Yeah, that's actually true. She's just going to have, like, a, a bunker with, like, all, like, shelves of hands made homemade hand mm-hmm. sanitizer. Oh, yeah. You're speaking her language now. Mm-hmm. It says I need alcohol, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs>
people forget like the ideas of shaking hands, uh, even kissing, those kind of things. Those are evolutionary tactics to spread herd immunity uh, to different things. So it's it's kind of interesting to, you know, yeah, kinda, people aren't letting their kids play in dirt anymore. You need to let your kids play in dirt. Yeah, that, that whole kind of thing. Yeah. Like we're too kiss clean. Me. And <laughs> Everybody kiss. Hey, listen, if it's what needs to happen for the world to survive. <laughs> if we're yeah. going to die. Yeah, I'm not being a stalker. No. I'm saving your no. life. Put, <laughs> I think the, the quote from the movie is make out with me if you want to live. I think that's, uh, that's, that's what Arnold said. <laughs> yeah. I just signed with an X. I'm that cool. No, I'm just that's kidding. so cool. That's like the yeah. coolest. He just does J and then a triple X. Whoa. I'm going to sign over uh, Danae's tater tots. <gasps> As, was that a euphemism? Because that's right <laughs> in the middle of my body. The titter tots? <laughs> I don't think Danae asked you to sign her titter tots. Sign over so. my titter tots. <laughs> I guess they're my titter tots because they're right in the middle of my body. That's right. I've never worn a Jaws t-shirt in my life or a Freddy glove for that matter. We have now. Now you yep. do. And it's so yeah. popular. Everybody loves it so much. You know, it's such a cool thing. I might have been Freddy for Halloween. That might not be true. I was Super Grover. You remember Super Grover? Oh, yes. Fun. I loved Super yeah. Grover. Super Grover? Yeah. What is this? It's Sesame Grover. Street. It was but just his character. He is, he's a superhero. Super he wear Grover. like a cape? Yeah. Yeah, he wore a cape and he wore like a crown. Don't look at me like I'm stupid. I've never seen Super <clears throat> Grover. I don't know what it is. Was what were his superpowers? Uh, I don't think he I don't really think he had, had any. any. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was just—I think he was just like an ant, like he was Grover. <laughs> but just with still, cape I mean, on. I haven't been to Sesame Street Live since Mackenzie was a baby. His superpower was phonetics. <laughs> I'm gonna eat another French fry. That's not a French fry. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you guys have Bojangles? I was—I had Bojangles this hey, morning. That's hey, what... you leave my Bojangles out of this. What's a Bojangle? Do you really not have Bojangles there? The restaurant? No. Oh no. Oh okay. They just have really cool like hash brown slash tater tots. They're called Bo Rounds. So they're like these big circles and they're seasoned. She doesn't want she doesn't want her tot seasoned though because then it conflicts with the mustard. Yeah. It, oh, well then never mind. Yeah. I just put hot sauce on them. Oh, interesting. I'll get you real regular in the morning. <laughs> some coffee, some hot sauce. I use sauce. hot sauce for just about everything now because it's not uh it's not fattening. <laughs> you can just put hot sauce on stuff and it gives it flavor and it gives it hot sauce flavor. <laughs> <laughs> but I think hot sauce just seasons it. Yeah. I like the flavor of potatoes. <laughs> yeah, potatoes are just kind of bland. Then you put some hot sauce How on them and they're tasty. How dare you, sir? They taste like potato. <laughs> potatoes yeah. are amazing. It's, yeah, it's like, like lettuce has a flavor. No, potatoes are great. I just like to add hot sauce to them. Potatoes taste like solid starch, which is a flavor. Well, it's a flavor I love. I love potato. Don't look at me like I'm on the other side of this. <laughs> I love potato, too. I just like putting hot sauce Whatever. on Whatever. How's that different than dipping your fries in ketchup? It something? isn't, which is why I don't dip my fries in ketchup. Oh, you, you're not a condiment person. I am not. No. So you're a, a communist. Yeah, he's a plain guy. Okay. Con- Wait, condiment unist? He's a con- no. I think, I think the, actually, I believe those are called Nazis, people that use condiments. <laughs> who is that? I can't think of who that is. It's the comic that does the Hot Pocket bit. Hot Jim, Pocket. Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan, yeah, he has a bit where he says people that don't use ketchup or what do you call them? They're, uh, oh, Nazis. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because when I, when I see condiments, I'm like, not these condiments. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan actually laughed. <laughs> I didn't think that was actually funny, but I got a laugh. Nice. <laughs> that was funny to me. Yeah. I, I'm getting a haircut tomorrow before we travel so that I'm so fresh. But here's the problem. They make my hair look so cute when I leave the salon. But by Thursday, Friday, that it's just <laughs> I'm going to have to have washed it. <laughs> so it's just going to be regular on my face. Yep. On regular on my hair. 
The biggest decision that I'm having to make is like whether to wear makeup or not. Because mm. I kind of, how, how I want to be myself, you and should. myself is usually just maybe mascara. Are you wearing makeup right now? Just mascara. You look great. Technically, it, yesterday's say, mascara. <laughs> I don't think there's like heavy lights on you, but it will be live streamed if that changes your mind. Can we call yesterday's mascara past scara? Yes. We okay. Can. Well, I don't wear makeup because I'm pale. I wear makeup because I'm pale, and but then the like dark circles under my eyes make me look like I have a problem. And that's and that's you see something that, that so much more than anybody I know, else. Does. I know. Yeah, I would think so. And I'll see pictures and be noticed. like, "Oh, it's not there," but then I see my face every day, and I'm like, "Oh God!" You know, people are gonna. I mean, think... now that nose you have, I'm <laughs> the nose is a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm probably not gonna wear makeup. I think I'm, I'm just so gonna, glad to hear that. I think I'm just gonna go with. I mean, if I decide to put a little bit of eyeshadow on, that's normal. I'm. I'll be normal, Danae. I'm not gonna I be think like. You should just oh. wear like a like a tank top and just have like armpit hair, just. Just hanging down. I'm down for that. I mean, I so, like, I definitely. I mean, I'm doing this. I have armpit so. hair. I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot because I know I talk about it on the show, wanting to just be myself. That's I. I totally think that's the way to go. Just be you. Yeah, just be so, in pajama pants. And... Hell yeah! I'll just show up in my, pa- my pajamas. Be like, hey guys, recording BTS just like normal. <laughs> <laughs> the one-eyed monster. Mm. One-eyed monster. Yeah. I just I've never heard it called a monster. I've heard Willie, like one eye Willie, which is why <laughs> Goonies was so funny. Ah, uh, I see. That's why Goonies was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that for- <Yeah. laughs> you know, reason. That that one reason Goonies, Goonies funny was funny. Nah, penises are funny. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 